Good morning, everyone, again. Good morning. I hope you are all well. So, I don't have an accident. I'm just going to move this over here. <laughs> right. Today, we're going to just delve a little bit. We're going to just do a little trinklet into the Gospel of John. Um, and um, we're going to concentrate on a couple of verses, but I just want to give you a background to the Apostle uh, John. He was a disciple of Jesus, and this Gospel of his was said to be written around 85 to 90 AD. And John's purpose for writing this is this, as he puts it, that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. And it's just up on that next slide. Uh, No, it's not on that next slide, because I didn't do that slide. That you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. You can find that in John chapter 20. And the heart of John's discourse is not to present this uh, chronological narrative of Jesus' life, but rather to display Jesus' deity. So there's more of a Christological implication to his gospel. Essentially, John emphasises throughout his writings, that Jesus is the Son of God, fully man and fully God. However, in the first chapter, John introduces Jesus not from his birth, but from the beginning, before creation. And you'll find this gospel, uh, in this gospel certain words or phrases that recreates Uh, a a kind of a theme, words and phrases like I am and love, believe, witness, comforter. And when you get around to studying it, you'll find that John's gospel has this kind of more theological, spiritual aspect to it. However, today we're going to look at a discipleship and what that looks like for us as a church. And I know there's uh, some members missing here this morning, but we're hoping that this will be recorded so um, the people that miss this can, can uh, kind of get an understanding of what we're talking about today with discipleship. Dis- then the word disciple simply means follower or learner. And when Jesus called those first and early disciples to follow him and learn of his ways, he was calling them to radically change their lives. Radically change their lives. To turn away from captivity within their own interests and worldly gains. So in other words, Jesus is offering discipleship and freedom to those who believe in him. And there are many other references to discipleship in, certainly in the New Testament, but we're going to concentrate on a couple of verses, as I said earlier, in our text for today. 
Now, Jesus is talking in our text, we'll get to it in a sec, he's talking to a group of Jews, some uh, of who uh, were Pharisees and they were leaders of the law at that time. Uh, So let's just jump straight into the text, actually. Let's go to it. So we are on page 1074, if you can follow it in our blue Bibles, please. It's really good to pick these up. Page 1074. It says this, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So Jesus here was talking to many of the Jews who had believed him, but subsequently, if you read further in the text, in this section of scripture, the Jews question Jesus, and they say this, we are Abraham's descendants, and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? You see, the Jews had belief, but they weren't prepared to fully trust in what Jesus was saying. They had belief, but they didn't fully trust him. And this is because they didn't fully understand him at that point. Furthermore, they were caught up in their own inhibitions. They they thought they knew better. And when you have a moment, you can read the following verses that highlight this discourse. But let's just go back to verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. If you hold to my teaching. You see, if we're going to be Jesus' disciples, it is vital that we abide in his word. Because there is no other way. It's clear that Jesus is pointing to his truth. And to be a follower of Jesus is to dwell in that word and live it out. Then verse 32 says this, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is indeed the result of abiding in the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 says this, Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Friends, we prove ourselves to be Jesus' disciples 
when we live out his truth. Where others can see that identity of Jesus living in us by his spirit and the truth that Jesus brings through his word is so powerful that it sets us free from the things that harm us. It's got so much wisdom in this great word of his. It sets us free from those things that damage our lives. That's why Jesus says, when you know that truth, it will set you free. Nonetheless, you know, the truth that Jesus speaks of isn't just from an intellectual point. It's from the heart. It's because when that heart and that mind comes together and abides in his words, we become the disciples that carry that truth. And we abide in that truth. You see, John points to Jesus as the absolute truth. Unequivocal. No money can buy it. No works can earn it. Jesus is the truth. Nothing can match it. So by definition, a disciple is a follower of Christ. Simple as that. A follower of Christ. Jesus didn't come to complicate things. He came to make things simplistic. Follower of Christ. Learner. But moreover, a disciple is someone who accepts the teachings of Jesus. You can be a follower and not accept his teachings. Does that make sense? You can be a follower but not accept his teachings. And when that someone who accepts the teachings of Jesus and applies those teachings into their lives, what happens then is you assist in spreading the good news of Jesus to others. That's what discipleship in its, in its heart is. Go and make disciples of all nations. Great commandment in that great commission. So friends, essentially Christian discipleship is the process by which followers of Jesus live in the words and the knowledge of him and all disciples are, of Jesus are equipped by the Holy Spirit that resides within the believer and guides that person. Because don't forget, truth can be twisted. Which is what the Jews were trying to do when encountering Jesus at that moment. And our Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit that resides in us, helps us as followers of Jesus to overcome the pressures and the trials of everyday life. Because boy, we go through it. I 
also it enables believers who respond to God's word to be more Christ-like. Being a disciple is being more Christ-like. In other words, personal spiritual growth in Jesus is the key ingredient to your discipleship and, and, and acknowledging that Jesus is central to your life. As disciples, as disciples of Jesus, we need to focus on how to please Jesus in every area of our lives. <laughs> to put off self-centeredness and put on this Christ-centered way. That's what it means to be more Christ-like, to grow in that faith. Obedience is key. And also, it helps us to keep his commands. And in keeping those commands, the fruits of the Holy Spirit will be evident to others, not only to other believers, but to those outside the church. When you go to work, you go to places where you see your friends and family perhaps don't know who Jesus is. Friends, a true disciple of Jesus puts Jesus first in all things. A true disciple follows Jesus' teachings A true disciple bears good fruit. A true disciple loves other disciples. A true disciple of Jesus longs to make disciples of others. That is discipleship. And when we follow these commands and these principles, we are sure to make an impact in this fallen world while sharing the hope that is found only in Jesus. There are so many threads in this, in this scripture that you could go down the road with discipleship, but I'm going to just, con- uh, just consider one aspect Aside from coming to church on a Sunday morning, how else can we nurture our faith as brothers and sisters in Christ? How else can we tap in to the truth of Jesus and continue to be those disciples he wants us to be? Because make no mistake, we trip up. There is nobody that doesn't trip up. Nobody is, more, nobody is pious in this place. We are all fallen. We fall short. But Jesus wants to pick us up. The one thing I want us to concentrate on as we go into this year is if you're not in one already, can we have the slide for Bethany, please, for the uh, life groups? I want to seriously think about how we get ourselves into life groups. You may know them as house groups, discipleship groups, or cell groups. As I understand it, Pat and Hudson already have a, a life group. 
that meets uh, fortnightly on Wednesdays. And I also know that this group is full. Nevertheless, I want to encourage those of us who are not in a life group to please pray and ask God to guide you in this area. Because life groups are hugely beneficial to the believer. And in life groups, amongst other things, you develop a deeper intimacy with God. You build friendships and form bonds with other like-minded believers. You grow in your faith and your prayer life. You may even go and serve others in the community, encouraging one another and building one another up. And that encouragement, that purpose, you may even evangelise and witness to other believers. We're not all called to be evangelists. But discipleship groups and life groups are so critical. And so, with Anoush's help, uh, I made these. I did craft, right? I did craft. I've, I haven't done craft for like 20 years, like, you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, and it takes so long. Why does it take so long to do craft? Well, you have to cut this out and you have to stick this here and you have to stick this there. Guess what I made, right? So here it is. These, right, are fridge magnets. You've seen it, right? So you stick them on your fridge, little, yeah? I want to give you, I want to give you these. Yeah, uh, can I give you one? It's called Life Groups. There you go. One for you. Anoush, can you give them out? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. The magnets on the back were falling off. I stuck them on the fridge to have a little try, and I was thinking, are they going to work? Stuck them on the fridge, and the magnets came off, and I was like, oh, dear. You know, there goes my crafting days, right? But uh, thankfully, we came to the rescue with some super glue or whatever it was called. So they should, they should work better now. Um, so as Noosh gives them out, um, do stick them on your fridge um, or somewhere magnetic that you might have on a board. Because I want to encourage you, all of you, to be part of a life group. Simply because they're of huge value to you as a disciple. So as you see the, uh, the, the, the fridge magnet on your, on your fridge, just have a look at it every time you see it and you go to grab the milk out to make your coffee or tea or whichever you prefer. Take a look at it and, and pray, pray, pray over this. And see what God says over the coming weeks. And then when you sense that God has made it clear that life group is for you, I'll be drawing up a sign-up sheet in the coming weeks. And then we can pray further into timings that suit people, um, amongst other things, um, and content. Something to pray about. You know, you can look at your timings, you know, 
fortnightly? Does it suit you? Evening or daytime, does it suit you? Um, what times are best for you? Can I manage to carve out an hour or so to meet with other brothers and sisters? Could I host? The content I will help you with. There's lots and lots of uh, literature out there on the internet and also commentaries that you can follow. Um, and we can discuss all the details um, once we've established um, how many of you would like to be part of one. Um, now, when I did a, a module on, group, on uh, discipleship, it would be talking about um, group dynamics. Um, so when we have the list of people, um, we're going to pray into it, and the leadership will look at it, we'll pray into it, and then we'll talk about how we, how we organize uh, the groups um, to help you and to try and get... And sometimes it's going to be trial and error, right? It's going to be trial and error, but it's, you know, it's a start and we continue to progressively work through it together. Friends, let's be the disciples that Jesus wants us to be. So that others will be encouraged and drawn to his goodness and mercy. Would you stand with me, please? You know, Jesus, being part of your life is such a wonderful concept. To those who don't know, you may not know Jesus here today. But let me tell you, it's more than a concept. It takes you into another, into another world. It takes you out of this world and into his Jesus loves you and he wants you to be disciples that love and care for each other despite our differences, despite our ugliness when it comes to our own thoughts and our own deeds and our own words. I pray that you will become the disciples that Jesus wants you to be you live out your salvation in him. Shall we pray? Father God, you are all-knowing and all-powerful. You are the master of everything. Lord, help us as your disciples to follow you in every thought, and word and deed. Give us that heart of obedience. And erase all our doubts so that, Lord, we'll make the right choices in life. Help us to recognize your perfect will and your way for us. Father, as we go through life, help us and give us strength 
when we're weary and we're tired and we're broken. Lift us up on wings like eagles. We pray this in your wonderful name. Amen.